Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Into the Borough podcast here on the Borough Reviews Network. My name is Jared, and joining me as always is Linda. Hello, everyone. So we've got a great show for you. We're going to talk to you a little bit about why rich people are dumb. And we are also going to talk about some casting developments and some cool things that are going on and happening in the movie world um, as far as streaming releases and a couple of movies that I am so excited for after watching the trailers. But we'll talk about that a little later. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Um, trying to get over this sinus infection. I was telling Linda a little bit about it, but they had me on like, they had me on like a moxicillin that's like 800 and some milligrams. And I'm supposed to take two of those once in the morning and once at night. And it is awful. Like it, like I don't eat enough for that to feel good on my body. And then on top of it, they also prescribed me some prednisone, which is even worse, just it completely has messed up my homeostasis, as as the scientists say. Wow. I don't know why I wanted to use that word, but I just, I did. Any opportunity to bring up your homeostasis, huh? I guess. Uh, Homeostasis. It's important. It's been a light news week, (laughs) y'all. Actually, it really hasn't been. There's been some really like cool developments in places and some really, really just idiotic developments in other, in other places. So, um, yeah, it's, it's interesting. There's so much like that's fluctuating from week to week. I did want to ask you, um, I did see that, that scream put out like a little teaser. They didn't really show any footage or any new stills or anything, but they did give us a glimpse into the release date again and they were just kind of like reminding everyone hey next january um specifically one year away from today they're like hey we're still planning on releasing our film there so at least they have a boat of confidence because i've seen like no time to die and like a few other movies uh, are like worried about pushing their release date back even further than it already is so um yeah it's kind of nice to see that level of certainty i guess in some places but uh no, how'd you feel about that for them like being like, hey, yeah, this movie is coming out here? I'm, I am excited. Don't get me wrong. I just, I need more. I need more. It's like, it's like being, I'm like starving and they just have a piece of food and I can smell it, but I can't see it and they won't give it to me. I'm just, I need, I need more than just a release date. I'm happy that we have a release date. I'm happy that it's only like a year away, but I, I need, I need clips. I need pictures, more pictures than I've been seeing. I need plot. I, I need, I need more. I need more. I also need more. I just, I think of the main thing for me, I don't care about the plot really, but like, we're your way. Release some, release some stills. Like, yeah. not from set, but from the actual film. Like, just release a couple stills. Be like, hey. I need it. One year. Um, no, no, no. I, I'm really excited about that. I, I just saw a, uh, there's a local filmmaker here in Nebraska that made a movie called Scream Obsession. Um, over the last year and and released it at the beginning of this year and he's currently like filming the sequel to that and uh, I saw that today as well and I'm just I'm dying for some more scream content I really am but I think we've got a lot of cool stuff coming down the pike in terms of horror before we even reach January of next year so um, you know Candyman and and the likes of Halloween Kills and like all of those cool movies that were supposed to already have been released uh, are all coming this year. All of them, probably, mm-hmm. maybe, we hope. But um, that there's, I think, enough filler content for me to kind of be okay with waiting until I see Scream next January. Like, I want it to feel good. I want to be back in the theater again for that, Linda. We better be going to see that and we better be doing a video review. Oh my God, no. For I don't... It, for something as special to us as a Scream movie, it has to be a video review. It, it really just has to be. I am not going to talk about Scream over the podcast for a movie review. I love this podcast. I really do. But this one, I, I need you guys to see my face when I talk about this movie. So you know how I am feeling. 
Yeah, even Halloween Kills, I feel like I want oh, to have that experience. So, I don't know. Government, figure your shit out. Hollywood, figure your shit out. Everyone, figure their shit out. Wear your mask. Uh, that should just be... I, I shouldn't even have to, like, talk about that, but get... We live in America and people are just just dumb. And that's really the theme of this episode is dumb people. Just dumb mm-hmm. people. So, why don't we get into talking a little bit about that? But first... Uh, We are going to take our first quick break, and I'm going to give you a quick news recap of the week, including some news that um, just broke not too long ago, actually. Um, But no, there's some really cool stuff. Stay tuned. Today is a great day to start your own podcast. Whether you're looking for a new marketing channel, have a message you want to share with the world, or just think it would be fun to have your own talk show, podcasting is an easy, inexpensive, and fun way to expand your reach online. And Buzzsprout is hands down the easiest way to launch, promote, and track your podcast. Your show can be listed in all the major podcast directories like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and more within minutes of finishing your first recording. Join over 100,000 podcasters already using Buzzsprout to get their message out to the world. We use Buzzsprout and can attest that it is a cakewalk compared to some of the other hosting platforms that we've used. Podcasting isn't hard when you have the right partners, and the team at Buzzsprout is passionate about helping you succeed. So what are you waiting for? Grab your gear that you already have, and then find a quiet space to record and talk about all your favorite things. Following the link in the show notes lets Buzzsprout know that we sent you, gets you a $20 Amazon gift card if you sign up for a paid plan, and helps support our show. We can't wait to hear your passion. And now for your last week's news update. Bryn Sandberg of The Hollywood Reporter writes, Studios restart production in Los Angeles amid COVID-19 surge. After a brief pause following County Health Department recommendations, Hollywood's major studios are getting cameras rolling again. Disney, Warner Brothers, Universal, CBS, and Netflix all pushed their post-holiday filming schedules back. Now, a handful of those projects are said to be getting back up and running this week. Sources tell The Hollywood Reporter that many of the titles that had planned to return to filming are doing so. Not everyone in the industry is in support of the decision to move forward at this time. Just yesterday, the county reported nearly 12,000 new cases, close to 300 deaths, and nearly 8,000 hospitalizations, and even recommended that essential workers don their masks at home to further reduce the spread of the virus. The studio's decision to move forward with filming is sure to be controversial but does it represent a blatant disregard for county health department directives? Matt Donnelly of Variety writes, Netflix's massive 2021 film slate will deliver new movies every week this year. Netflix has made good on its high-profile promise to deliver new movies every week. Teased last October in national commercial spots, the streaming monolith is guaranteeing its roughly 193 million subscribers unseen features every week in 2021. Largely consisting of original productions as well as some splashy acquisitions, the slate of 71 titles across genres from musicals to action, romantic comedies, to family animation. Justin Kroll of Deadline writes, Deadpool 3, Marvel Studios and Ryan Reynolds tap the Monolue sisters to pen the sequel. As Disney continues to figure out what to do with the Fox properties acquired in the merger, one of the biggest IPs, Deadpool, looks to be gaining momentum. The film remains in early development, but the hiring of the Monolu sisters does mark the first major step in getting the next Deadpool film into production. Jonathan Dornbush of IGN writes, How Star Wars games can flourish now that EA lost exclusivity. With the revival of the Lucasfilm Games banner earlier this week, and multiple game announcements, including an Ubisoft-developed Star Wars, the galaxy far, far away is broadening outside its walls of EA Studios. And while the announcement may not be surprising given the turbulent stewardship of Star Wars at EA, it's still an exciting prospect, one filled with hope of the future of the Star Wars games and the potential freedom Lucasfilm Games may now have. Removing the pressures of being the only Star Wars developers will let EA focus on what has worked for them so far. EA can shift and focus on Battlefield 3 or a Jedi Fallen Order 2 
and not have to worry about carrying the weight of an entire gaming universe of expectations. And that concludes your last week's news update. If you would like to support The Burrow Reviews or the Into the Burrow podcast, please consider subscribing to our Patreon campaign. Our Patreon offers four distinct memberships. Candyman, a $1 a month tier to show your general support for what we do. It Follows, a $2 a month tier that will grant you early access to our videos before they release on YouTube. Hereditary, a $5 a month tier with exclusive podcast discussions, and member-only polls so you control what content we focus on each month. And finally, Trick or Treat, a $10 a month tier where you'll get exclusive videos, behind-the-scene content, and all of the other tier perks combined. During these times, it is crucial for us to remain stable, and with your help, we can get there. Head over to patreon.com slash Reviews to sign up. The Borough Reviews, your movie refuge. The headline of today, or yesterday rather, Studios Restart Production in Los Angeles Amid COVID-19 Surge. These are really smart people, don't you think? Uh, you're funny I am funny funny. listen I understand that like there's a lot of money that's been lost but this article literally says the industry had paused much of its filming around the holidays and I was like yeah that's that's good you know give everyone a break it's been a it's been a hard year it's been a rough year let's just like make sure that everyone has time and that we're not overextending ourselves and that and that we're not getting people sick and like you know and that's all good and dandy but why would you only break until mid January you gave yourself like two and a half three weeks tops and then just expected everything to be okay and you to restart again there is 300 deaths a day alone in Los Angeles County. Like, 300 a day. Like, come on. Like, I just can't imagine being in a place with that high of, like, a death rate and, like, being like, yeah, we should we should go back to work. Idiots. Idiots. Anyway. <sighs> I mean, you're not wrong. Yeah. And like <laughs> the um, some of the studios are basically saying that they're going to continue to monitor the data and that they're going to they're going to take all the necessary precautions. But like we've taken all the necessary. Well, OK, not everyone, but, you know, people have taken necessary precautions and still ended up dead. Like, let's be honest, it's people have ended up dead for being cautious and it's not it's not okay that we just start production like is is fucking the goldbergs really a priority like do do does abc really have to keep pushing that show out or ncis as much as i i love i love leroy jethro gives as much as the next guy but you cannot just use that as an excuse Hey, I want to see more Gibbs. I want to see more um, SEAL Team and Diary of a Future President, but um, but 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 not keep everyone's safety and health at um, at the forefront and at everyone's best interest. It just seems like a giant. It just seems like a giant waste, honestly. Like for for a little bit of entertainment, I don't know. <sighs> I find it really ironic that they say that they're taking necessary precautions when they're going against those precautions by starting a production in the middle of yet another peak in California. Another what? Another peak in, like, cases. Oh, peak. (laughs) What'd you think I said? I thought you said another PP California. (laughs) No. 
<laughs> I do not use the word pee-pee. I'm an adult. I'll say penis if I need to. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> a surge in cases, if you will. A oh. sudden spike or a rise. Sur- oh, a rise. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Love it. Love it. You're doing so good. Oh, my God. <sighs> no, but seriously. What was I even saying? I don't even remember. You were saying, like, about the peak. Like, yeah, they're, they're not even over their peaks peak. right now. Yeah. Oh, my God. It just, it's so frustrating to watch, honestly. Like, you're, we don't even have the vaccine widely distributed yet like this thing isn't going away for a few more months and like you've got to grapple with that reality and honestly like i'm glad that the that the liability clause in the in the last coronavirus relief bill was thrown out because like if someone gets sick and dies i want them to take full responsibility of everything that they've done i don't care if it's a pa assistant in the back of the set i don't care if it's George Clooney himself. It they deserve the full wrath of litigation if you know, if anything, I shouldn't even say if when it happens, when this something like this happens where someone gets sick on set because they weren't taking the necessary precautions and they they ultimately die, I want them to get in trouble for it. Whoever was responsible for that decision to keep production moving um should be charged and held accountable. I don't even care anymore. And I don't know how we got this political, but uh, Hollywood, as per the title, is big dumb. Big dumb. Big dumb. That's that's how we captioned it in our show notes. Hollywood's being dumb. Yeah. Well, actually, that was that's the title that I've scheduled on <laughs> on um, on the podcast title in general. Oh my god. Yeah. Hollywood being dumb. Hollywood is big dumb. Ah, big dumb. But you know what isn't dumb, Linda? Certain casting what? announcements. What? Not just any casting announcements, but the casting announcements of the I Know What You Did Last Summer cast. How do you feel about it? Not gonna lie. It's a little underwhelming. It yet is. At the same time, I I kind of prefer, okay, so hmm, let me explain myself here. It's a little underwhelming because of the fact that I literally know one actor in the cast for this so far. Mm-hmm. Everyone else, I have no idea who they are. But at the same time, it's super promising to me because when you're trying to reboot an already kind of a cult classic i know what you did last summer um a tv show that needs to kind of bring the movie up since it was a bit of a flop when it was released i mm-hmm. i kind of like how they're kind of using pretty much unknown actors for this show instead of trying to overhype it with people that we've already seen somewhere else so i kind of i kind of like the di- the direction they're going with it it just yeah, when I when I saw the article at first, I was just kind of like, "Oh, these are no one to be, no one's really exciting." <laughs> yeah. Okay, so um, Brian Tu, who was in Scream, the TV series, was the only name that I was really familiar with. I I haven't even watched Jumanji or any of any of the other actors that, uh, like, frankly are in the first article or in the first paragraph of this article, I have not heard of, mm, I want to say 75% of these shows. The only one that I have, I think seen in passing is pop star. Never stop. Um, never stop stopping with um, Andy Sandberg. That was really the only movie that I've seen out of that, that list that they provide of look at these like stars, these high level stars. And I'm like, okay, but um no, I get like Jumanji the next level, big deal. But if I wouldn't have known and and I like scrolled down on the article a little bit 
to when they talk about like Dwayne Johnson and and Jack Black and all of that. Um, it's like they're trying to prop up this cast using other big names. And yeah, it's really weird. They're not crutches. Like uh, I know, and it and so I think the article is really weird. I think that's yeah. what it is. Is the article's just weird because like honestly. We've seen Brienne in, like I said, we've seen her in Scream the TV show. She wasn't on there for too long, spoiler alert. But, you know, I mean, I do remember her and I and I liked her. So it I guess it's it's a younger cast as it should be. Um, And it's probably for the better that it's a younger cast with people that are recognizable and have kind of reached that that almost B level status but um but aren't in the spotlight completely because it's going to take the focus off of the cast and put it more on the story. So now that we've seen the cast, I'm just going to wait for a trailer and I'm just going to wait for a plot synopsis. I mean, we've kind of already got one, but I a more detailed plot synopsis and and just see what they can kind of come up with and how inventive they can be because that's what it's going to come down to. I do really like that you brought up Brienne because she is actually not the actor I was talking about when I said that I knew one person out of the whole cast. I did not realize that she was the one that played Riley in Scream the TV series. Mm-hmm. So I actually know two actors in the cast list. Um, but yeah, the one I was talking about was Madison Eisman. But mm-hmm. I didn't know her from Jumanji. I knew her from Annabelle Comes Home because she was Judy's babysitter. <gasps> yeah. Oh. Yeah. Blow it up, here. Woo. Yeah. Oh. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Dang. I don't know how I did not put two and two together. I guess I just didn't look at her um, her credits, her filmography too intensely. Well, huh. there you go. Yep. Okay. Well, then we're on the same page, Linda. There we go. <laughs> but I think, I think the main problem with this article is if you're going to get relatively, like, unknown actors on a cast for something like this you could have made the article dare i say spicier if you just yeah spicier if you just at least like waited a little bit until you had more information about like the plot itself or about Mm -hmm. like who the characters are rather than try to you know give them props for movies that people aren't really going to care about but you know i i feel like they could have definitely waited on this just a little bit until you had more information about like the show and the characters themselves to kind of hype us up rather than trying to hype hype us up for actors that we don't really know anything about i mean literally listen to this listen to this just so you can understand their last paragraph is quote heck um and when they say um when they say uh heck they're talking about bill heck from i'm your woman um heck plays a young version of jeff bridges's uh jeff bridges's <laughs> heck plays the young version of jeff bridges dan chase in fx upcoming the old man he can also be seen starring in the netflix series lock and key and apple tv anthology series little america uh okay like um like i get that casting announcements are kind of always like this especially when it's talking about someone that isn't that well known but why don't you talk a little bit more about their work rather than being like oh well here's their work but also jeff bridges but also matt bomer and bill pullman like like talk about talk about what they've done with their actual role rather than being like, well, they've started alongside, you know, Bill Pullman. So you should, you should know who this person is just strange. And I'm maybe I just don't read enough of these articles. So I honestly do not know if this is like a normal thing or not. Yeah. But I also found it a little strange how they're talking about who like represents them and who their agents are. So I feel like oh. they don't really do that with like other actors. Um, I they do. I it, it's quite common um okay I didn't know if that was like a thing or not so I just wanted to check because I was like I, I don't yeah. care yeah it's common even with even with some of the bigger name actors like um yeah a lot of the trades do that like a lot of the main like 
Hollywood quote unquote trades will do things like that and be like, this person's repped here and they'll do it with producers. They'll do it with, you know, they'll do it with literally anyone. So that's not uncommon. And it's really not uncommon to be like, Hey, this person um, start alongside, you know, this person, but that's all this article was not to, not to bash on, not, not to bash on Nelly and Driva because I've, literally read articles in my little news bit from Nelly and there's been no issue at all and she's a great writer fantastic she's the co-editor-in-chief at Deadline like so like uh, I'll give Nelly a little bit of credit but um yeah no uh not Nelly's fault just really strange phrasing but and that turned like in said, or, yeah sorry <laughs> uh like I said she probably like she probably should have just like waited a little bit because there was probably just like not much else she could have put in this article yeah. in her defense. So I think that's another reason why I think they should have waited a little longer until they had more information about the project ex- itself and about their characters. Because this is what the article turned into and it wasn't well, really great to read. Well, it, it was an exclusive article. And usually when it's an exclusive article like this, there's really not that much information because typically yeah. the journalist has just like rushed to get you know, whatever it is out just to be the first one to release it or, you know, or, or the the studio or I don't know if it was Sony Pictures Television or Amazon Studios that went to um, Deadline with this information and, and was like, hey, here's this, you know, exclusive casting deal. And she just wanted to get it out. But, there, you know, there was nothing there. So she felt like she had to compensate by listing off everyone and their brother who is repped. Um, okay. It was so weird because... literally like the last like several paragraphs literally end with she is repped he is repped she is repped um (laughs) it just i don't know it's weird i this turned in more to a conversation about how the article is structured than it was about the article itself but that's about accurate for the substance of the article i feel like yeah i it was the only article i could find with like the cast it was like the first one that i saw so i was like i gotta get it on here yeah, it was the Maybe original source, so yeah. I give you props for that. Because um, I try and go to the original score source if I can, unless it's, um, I don't know, Forbes. I don't. Forbes has done some questionable things journalistically, like in the past two or three years, just with their journalistic integrity. That oh, they've yikes. just like releasing like Avengers Endgame spoilers like way ahead of everyone else. Like, even being able to watch the movie. Like, I don't know. Forbes is strange. So I try not to go to them if they're not the, the you know, originator of whatever article. But, yeah, no, that's um that's the quick, like, I would say shortened version of the news this week. There's not too much more. Netflix is releasing a movie every other week. That's pretty interesting. Um, especially considering you know, the topic that we started out with, with talking about um, Hollywood basically resuming production on all of their major motion pictures and television shows. It just shows you kind of like a stark contrast of like, like they're trying to pause, but I mean, I know that Netflix has already had this stacked library, you know, for a long time, but the fact that they're just like going ham on releasing every little thing that they've ever shot, like, um, pretty big contrast and um, the way of the future, you know, there you go. Like the big motion picture studios that have been around for a literal century, like are struggling to release thing things. Mm-hmm. And um, the small company that came kind of out of nowhere um, originally, but has been around for a few decades is now going to be releasing more content than they ever could dream of. Uh, so yeah, it's fascinating, really. But um, no, those were your big breaks in the news this week. Did you have anything else that you saw that you wanted to talk about? Um, no, it was it was kind of a. I wasn't really able to see many um, articles anywhere about filming besides <clears throat> screen trailer. <clears throat> yeah, but, you know, yeah, that was, that was it. But yeah. I, talk about anything else scream because i don't know what else scream there is and hmm, it's fine i'm fine it's fine <laughs> <laughs> you're just reminiscing you dreaming about it every night yes i want more 
<sighs> we all want more. I need it. Pretty sure everyone's anticipating it. But it's a good anticipation. You know, there's worrisome anticipation, like what I have for A Quiet Place 2. And then there's, like, good anticipation. That's like this. I, I get really good a really good feeling about this. And maybe that should maybe that should persuade me not to have such a positive outlook on it. But um if I'm, you know, almost um too enthralled with it, maybe it's not gonna turn out the way I want it to. But um yeah, now, now that I say that, let me take a couple steps back. I don't think <laughs> that this is gonna be a good or a bad movie. That's my comment. Oh no, I don't I don't either. No, I think this is from it since Wes Craven. Oh, God bless him. Since he is no longer with us, the only other person whose opinion that I heavily rely on when it comes to the Scream series is Nev Campbell, David Arquette, and Courtney Cox. They they were with him from the very beginning of this entire series, and they're the they're their opinion's the only one I trust. Like I don't even trust the new director's opinion on this movie. I don't really care about it, but oh. I trust theirs. I I really don't. If we're being real honest right now, until he proves himself, until I watch the movie and enjoy it, so he can prove himself, I don't care. I really don't. Like all due respects, <laughs> but I trust their opinion. And from what they've said. It's very promising. They say it's like a love letter to the original Scream, which makes I me usually, look it. I usually hate when people say that, I must yeah, say. When they say it, it sounds so nice and promising. I don't really trust their opinion. I honestly... <laughs> no, I don't. I don't. And I'll tell you why. I trust the opinion of the younger cast more than I do of the OGs. Okay? Except maybe David Arquette, because he's usually pretty genuine with everything. But... Like I like people know how to PR speak really good, so I just don't trust it a lot of times. But uh, the younger cast, yeah, they're they're obviously excited, and that excitement really carries through to me. Uh, and David Arquette, because you know David Arquette's oh cool. God. But oh, whatever. Maybe maybe I should try messaging Kyle Gallagher again and be like, hey. <gasps> I forgot uh... he was in it. <laughs> I don't know how, oh, but I forgot. <laughs> Kyle Gallagher and I almost smacked this headset off my head but yeah Kyle Gallagher is in it and oh my god I could probably try DMing him on Twitter again like hey since we're like cool and all can you like tell me about the Scream movie? Maybe can you just leave the script? <laughs> just, yeah just give me a little snippet of the movie so then I, I know what to expect just, just a taste just a taste yeah. to keep me going for a little longer He's probably going to block me on Twitter, so I probably shouldn't push it. You probably shouldn't do that. Yeah. What you can do is message him after we review it and be like, hey, we loved it. Hey, I love you. I love your movies. I just, you know, just a daily reminder that you're wonderful. <laughs> just send him a Twitter <laughs> DM every day. <laughs> hey. Hey, no, I'm take not water. <laughs> Don't forget your meds if you're taking meds, sweetie. <laughs> True. <laughs> no, I, I am not that obsessive, I swear. It's just what I want to do, but I know better than to do it. I, I'm keeping my fangirl level to a low. You know, I, I went out of my way. Like, I, I felt like I was pushing it even just saying that I like that you liked my review on Twitter felt like that was pushing it so of course I'm not going to go much farther than that it's just you know a girl can dream okay leave me alone <laughs> nice <laughs> uh, back yourself out of that corner further keep going keep going um, <laughs> alright DM him again are you mad at me <laughs> oh Jesus okay with two question marks and then, you know, like 30 minutes later, you're going to do another one. You're mad at me, aren't you? Uh, I don't think you could do something like that. I really don't. Oh, uh, you know, I, I, I bullshit, guys. It's okay. I, 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 don't, I don't do this kind of stuff. <laughs> Jared's right. a liar. I really know. Whoa. 
don't know. I had the feeling that you're going to be like, sure, Linda. Hmm. But, you know, whatever. That's fine. It's always whatever with you. It's whatever. (laughs) (laughs) All right. With the... All that down, um, now that we got the news discussion out of the way, we're going to take another quick break and we are going to come back and we're going to talk about a couple of trailers that I'm super excited to get your opinion on because they're two very different movies, um, but they both look pretty kick-ass in my opinion. So uh, more when we come back. I wanted to tell you a little bit about our website, theburrreviews.com. If you like indie movies or blockbuster movies and anything in between, really, On our site, you'll find podcasts, movie reviews, opinion articles, and more content that covers all types of cinema. But we especially love a good horror movie here at The Borough. If you're looking for a review of your latest project, we got you covered. Simply search theborrowreviews.com in your web browser and you'll find us. As a company residing in Nebraska, we know just how hard it can be to get your message out to the world, and we're here to help. Find our contact page on our website and fill out the form. You'll also find a list of submission guidelines on the page. And while not every submission will be accepted, mainly due to time restrictions, it is always worth a shot. So, what are you waiting for? Head over to the site now and check it out. The Borough Reviews, your movie refuge. Alright, welcome back from the break, everyone. Um, first, I wanted to start off with the new Tom Holland movie directed by Joe and Anthony Russo. So the Russo brothers, you might know them from Avengers Infinity War and Avengers Endgame fame. Um, but Tom Holland is back with Jack Rayner and a few other cast members that I'm really excited for in a crime drama. I don't know. Tom Holland has been doing the most recently between this and like that Netflix movie that we reviewed a while back. Um, oh boy, what was that with Robert? Uh, the Devil All the Time. Yeah, The Devil All the Time. Uh, he's just picking some really interesting projects. And this gave you like every kind of role that I've ever seen him in packed into one movie, which was really interesting to see because you have the younger, more innocent moments in this trailer. And then you have the very like gritty like brutal nature of war on top of it and it's a nice contrast i've got to say like there are very few movies that the trailer can like really just wow me and even the way that the trailer shot with all the freeze frames and the random like still images and like and then the color change you know at the end like i don't know just through and through like fantastic for me i don't know how you felt I did like the trailer. Uh, I think- what? It's always, it's always me being like, this is the best thing in the world. And you're always like, it's fine. <laughs> I'm sorry. Did you hear the word? It's fine. Coming out of my mouth for this trailer. No, I said, I like the trailer. Cause I did like the trailer. I'm there you sorry. Go. I just Some enthusiasm. My energy right now is just focused on the screen movie now. So you had me going with that. But yes, the cherry trailer looks really good. I just, I'm honestly a little nervous to kind of give my observation because I feel like compared to what you just said, mine was a little, it was guided in a different direction. Hmm. Like you're talking about Tom Holland, which honestly, like I do really love tom holland i really like everything that i've been seeing him in lately he's really showing himself up to be a very established and wonderful actor especially for someone who's still you know as young as he is and he's got incredible range but my attention wasn't really towards him in this movie and it might just be I don't know, maybe my attention was at the wrong person, but I was actually kind of focused on Sierra Bravo. Yeah. Because I have literally not seen her in a single thing except for the big time Rush TV show on Nickelodeon. (laughs) So seeing her in something like this, I was honestly super shocked. I, I just see her and I'm like, what the hell are you doing here? This isn't Nickelodeon. What are you doing? And, you know, you can tell that she's not going to be, like, a huge 
character by any means. Like, yeah, the the focus for sure is going to be 100% on Tom Holland. But yeah. I'm kind of curious to see what she'll be able to bring to the table for a project this this different from what people are normally seeing her in. So I I kind of want to see how she does. Yeah, that's a really interesting take. And I do think that um, their chemistry in the trailer was really good together. Like, Oh, they were adorable. It was so cute. Yeah. I don't know. There are aspects of this movie that just seem really cool. And I'm just, I'm happy to see like such a young actor like him kind of take initiative and do these kind of different roles and to not be typecast because really like it's hard to do for anyone and and he seems to be doing it masterfully to be honest so and you can the, tell he's having fun with his acting career 100 yes yes and that makes it fun to watch too you know like mm-hmm. i you try and think of like big upcoming movie stars these days that are kind of you know under the age of 30 and like you come up with a few right but like tom holland recently like over the past like two years has like skyrocketed to the top of that list like for a lot of different reasons of i mean the main one being obviously the mcu but um i just think that he's doing something really special and especially while he's still working on you know, doing like Spider-Man, like, and doing like the big MCU stuff. He's also choosing to do these weird different projects at the same time. And I just love when you get to see that versatility, like all in one year too, you know, I don't know. Mm -hmm. Really cool. But Linda, this one is the one I was most curious of your opinion on. And it's uh, Sam Levinson's uh, COVID directed drama called Malcolm and Marie. Um, how did you feel about the trailer, first of all? Just initial impressions. It was okay. Yep, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. Okay, you love Zendaya. No, actually, this trailer was actually my my favorite one out of the two. Not oh, saying that the oh. other one. Oh, yeah, okay. I mean, not saying Cherry was a bad trailer by any means. It really wasn't. It was a solid trailer. It was really good and i it made me definitely want to watch it but this one was actually this one was my favorite uh, just wow. just something about it i let me think about this for a second <laughs> like like jared pointed out i zendaya has heavily been growing on me over the last year yeah. I've really been enjoying her and everything that I've been seeing. And she seems just like a wonderful person overall who's who's pretty much doing what Tom Holland's doing. She's, you know, stepping out of her normal bubble and is trying out very different ranges of acting, different mm-hmm. projects, just, you know, kind of putting her foot in every single door that Hollywood has to offer right now. Yeah. And just like Tom Holland, she's she's doing really well. You know, she's 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 doing great. But there's something about this story that I just that I really loved. I love the style that they did. The trailer, the film itself is in black and white, and it's one of those movies. I'm like a hundred percent sure that it's going to be just at that house the whole time, even like. Especially from reading mm-hmm. the plot. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's black and white, takes place at the house of a director and his girlfriend. And it's basically just a story about their relationship and just, you know, everything that's going on in the relationship, things that they haven't said is coming up to the surface and they basically need to see if their relationship is going to make it through the night. Yeah. To it's not even the actual movie it's just a trailer but you can already tell it is going to be pretty fucking raw dude Mm -hmm. and i just i feel like it's gonna go over every like whether you're single or whether you're in a relationship it's gonna go over things in everyone's relationship that you that you are in denial about that you are holding deep down inside yourself that you don't want to admit yourself that it's happening. And I feel like they are just going to shove it in your face and it's just going to hurt all of us. Yeah. 
no, Sam Levinson does that best. So he's the director of and writer of Euphoria, but also Assassination Nation. And for those of you uh, who have been listening to the podcast and watching the shows and and videos that we put out, I love Euphoria. Euphoria is honestly one of my favorite shows, and it's only had one season. And honestly, like as far as like effective responses go, I had such a visceral reaction to euphoria and, and the themes that it was covering in assassination nation too. I mean, he really puts diverse voices forward in all of his projects and this one stars Zendaya, but also John David Washington, who um, some of you might've seen in tenant just this past summer and like them together, there's a chemistry there that really works, but my God, Zendaya, I would not be surprised if, she is nominated for an Academy Award based off the trailer alone. Based off the trailer alone, she just has such this, such this like kind of big presence. Like she just takes up space on screen and especially in a tight, intimate movie like this where you're getting a lot of tight close-ups. And this was shot, you know, during the COVID-19 pandemic with very strict production restrictions. And over the course of two weeks, and you can really feel that intimacy and that just makes her such an even larger presence in the grand scope of the movie than um, I could have probably ever imagined before watching the trailer. And we all know that Hollywood loves movies about Hollywood. Like that's a universal fact. And so yeah. the fact that this also centers around, you know, movies and critical responses to things and um, it's very much you know, threading the needles of that type of environment in a toxic relationship. Um, and it's expressing itself through that trait. It just is fascinating to me. And um, there's already been like a bunch of awards buzz about this show and about this movie. And it, it doesn't surprise me. So I can't wait. I mean, and everything that Zendaya's in, like, no matter what character she's playing, you can always sense uh, some f- level of grace within her. Like, yeah. Zendaya's a very graceful person. Like, everything she does, she does it with ease. She does it with style. And that's one of the reasons why she is such a beautiful actress and just why you're so entranced when you are watching her in anything she's in. But you can tell that this character that she's playing in this movie just has so much fire in her. Yeah. And it just makes you so, so excited to just kind of watch the whole thing rather than just a two-minute trailer. That's true. Um, yeah, not a lot of trailers actually, like, capture me the way that these two specific films... I And look... To be honest, I don't know if it's the fact that I haven't been to a movie theater in quite some time or that I haven't really taken the time to watch as many movies over the past year. But like, boy, these two films are the reason why I do what I do. And it makes it so exciting to have both of these to look forward to this year. And Malcolm Marie is already coming as soon as February 5th on Netflix. So we'll literally get done watching the little things and then Malcolm and Marie will come out the following week and it's so exciting that i'm gonna get to actually watch movies again and i'm 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 excited i'm excited but at the same time don't be shooting movies during this pandemic to tie it back to the beginning don't be doing that even though i'm excited don't do it luckily um you know malcolm and marie specifically was shot with literally a cast of two and was you know under tight very tight like strict covid procedures while filming like they took it very seriously um zendaya actually did something like that for a special episode of euphoria i think we talked about it last week but it literally um was another scene that they you know were shooting at basically the beginning of the whole pandemic and they wanted to do something to get something out to bridge the gap and to like connect with fans because the show had such a good like critical response and um She's just very, um, she's very selective about what, what projects she decides to work on. And I really appreciate about that, um, her for that. And then also like John David Washington does the same thing too. Like he's pretty particular about the movies that, that he chooses. And, um, 
clearly Tom Holland is too. So really good like week for movie trailers all in all. 10 out of 10. I don't know that we've gotten this good of a week uh, in movie trailers since um, I don't know when, to be honest. I Oh, God. It's been too long. It's been too long. Yeah, it's been all depressing news. And then we got these two just making us actually look forward to something. I know. It's refreshing. <sighs> yeah. So, with all that down and out of the way, we are going to take one more, just one more, I promise, one more quick break, and then we're going to come back and tell you a little bit about what's new to streaming this weekend, so stay tuned. I'm sure you know by now, but we have our own YouTube channel. There, we upload video reviews of the latest television shows or movies and stream gaming content weekly. We have a goal to reach 100 subscribers by the end of the year. Right now, we are about 12 subscribers away from reaching that goal, and it would mean everything to the team here to be able to accomplish this goal. Simply search the Burr Reviews in YouTube search bar to find us. Make sure to not only subscribe if you like the content, but to give the video a thumbs up and ring the bell to make sure you receive notifications of when we upload or go live. The Burr Reviews, your movie refuge. Oh, oh my god. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was gonna say everyone is already saying like how much younger I look with my hair. It's like, okay, so do I look like a fucking child? <laughs> like one of those ghost children. Oh my god. Like it makes your skin look so much lighter and it makes you look so much younger. Like, so you're saying I look like a dead kid then. Thanks. A dead kid. A dead ghost kid. <laughs> A dead ghost kid. Every time I think of a dead ghost kid, I think immediately of uh, Scary Movie uh, Three, like the <laughs> like the child in Scary Movie Three. I don't know why, but I do. Oh my god! So if it's any <laughs> consolation, you don't look like that. Every time I think of Scary Movie Three, I immediately think, "Cindy, this bitch is messing up my floor." <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, Scary Movie 3 used to be my favorite one of all time for that one scene specifically. Mm. Yeah, that whole I honestly my when I was when I was growing up, my favorite part was the uh it was Scary Movie 3.5. And I don't remember what the exact different difference was. Like I don't remember what additional scenes were in it, but I just remember the Simon Cowell bit. And like do you know what I'm talking about? When they yeah. like go to the club in there, yeah. yeah, and they have the little wrap off, and then yeah. they like, shoot Simon Cowell because he said that they suck. Yeah, and I'm like, oh my god, and that was I think it was just because I watched a lot of American Idol as a kid, so it was like, um, like oh ha ha ha, like I like I have an attachment to that, but you know now in hindsight, it's probably the dumbest part of the movie, but um, I don't know, it's still so great. <laughs> oh my god, my, uh- I love that scene where Cindy is getting like terrorized by the Samara knockoff in the basement of the farmhouse. Yeah. Outside, everyone's like teaching the aliens the ways of human life. And you see one guy learning, like teaching one of the aliens how to like putt putt golf. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my God. Those scary movies, like, (laughs) they're just, they're great. Yeah, they are great. I'm, I, I long for the days to go back to that just to experience those movies over again for the first time. Like, what a joy. Oh my god. Um, So, you're probably wondering, what can I watch this weekend? Well, the obvious one is WandaVision on Disney+. Plus. The new series starts where the blockbuster Avengers Endgame concluded and finds Wanda and Vision dropped into a Nick at Night era retro sitcom um, is the backdrop of the show. But it has a superhero twist to it. So, I, yeah, I'm going to be watching this. Like The reviews that are coming out are mostly positive. I think earlier when I saw on Rotten Tomatoes with 25 critic reviews, I think it was at 75%. So it's not doing too bad. Um, and the first teaser trailer is just fucking incredible. So oh, yeah. are you going to be watching it this weekend? Well, yeah, we still have that bet to settle. Yeah, we do, don't we? We do. We have to see if Linda's theories, right? Yeah. Hmm. 
And plus, Wanda was always my favorite Avengers character. It always annoyed yeah. the shit out of me how underrated she was. Like, no one ever talks about Wanda. Yeah. And that always drove me nuts. So I'm really glad that she's getting her own TV show. Yeah, I just want it to be weird and... Right, right. I just want it to be weird and wacky like the trailers made it seem like it was going to be. And if it's as weird and wacky as that, then I'm totally 100% going to be so happy about this. Like, I'm going to be thrilled. So... Um, that's coming your way. The first two episodes are going to drop, um, I think at midnight, um, the night that we're recording this. So at midnight tonight, Linda, on, on Thursday slash Friday morning, like we're going to be getting WandaVision and I'll probably watch it tomorrow, but still like, um, I know you're not listening to this when, um, when we're recording it, but you should watch it right when it comes out. Anyway, we are also going to be, um, in, in my house, anyway, we're going to be watching Night Hunter, The Hunt for a Serial Killer, um, which is the story of Richard Ramirez terrorizing California during the sweltering summer of 1985. Um, and it may be familiar to many um, Angelinos who lived through it in, you know, that area in 1985. For those that weren't around or anyone hooked on true crime docs, this Netflix series may have you checking the locks on your doors. Uh, serial killer docs are great and netflix does them so so well um they're not all like great or anything but they are like super interesting like it's basically replaced like dateline you know like netflix has replaced dateline so um yeah it's kind of where i go just to binge you know when i want to put on like unsolved mysteries or when i want to put on any of those shows i usually go straight to netflix and this is just one more added to the list um we also have Locked Down, which is going to be on HBO Max. It's produced entirely during the pandemic and taking London's COVID-19 lockdown as its setting. This jewel heist rom-com stars Chitwell Ejiofor and Anne. Sorry, that's Annie Hathaway. I don't know why this writer did this. As a oh. troubled couple who attempt to sneak some bling out of an empty-haired. Um, yeah, that'll be on HBO know. Max. You said you didn't know why why they put down sorry that's Annie on the article. Yeah. No, I just uh, it's so easy like to like get like I don't know like I just imagine um who wrote this? Who wrote this? Brittany Martin sitting down to write this and and being like I am so witty. Like, no, I don't think she was trying to do that. But that's what it comes across as. No, it comes across super passive aggressive. Like this this writer was just being annoyed. Yeah. Though I feel like it's not really that big of a deal, but you know, it's whatever. I just when you said that, I was just kind of like, oh, you haven't seen all these articles, have you? No, I've I mean, I know, like, I I'm vaguely familiar with why that was written that way but like still like i don't know i don't write like that and i think i don't think it it looks good on the writer when they when they do stuff like that no i don't either like just chill out just put down annie or just you know whatever and just move on yeah Yeah. i agree and then you also have Some Kind of Heaven, which is co-produced by the New York Times and filmmaker Darren Aronofsky. This impressionistic documentary visits the residents of the largest retirement home in the U.S., the Villages. Built as a Disneyland for retirees, the 30-square-mile complex outside of Orlando is home to hundreds of unusual residents. And this will be not necessarily streaming on one of the bigger platforms, um, but it will be available for digital sales on Fandango Now, Google Play, iTunes, and Amazon Prime. Um, yeah, I don't know. Kind of weird, but, um, impressionistic documentary. I'm all in for it. Uh, I don't know how excited you are about, uh, a Disneyland for retirees, but I'm ecstatic. I'm just kind of, um, God, I'm trying to think, why do I know that name? Darren Aronofsky. Oh, you know, Darren Aronofsky. I know him, but... I'm really struggling to put the projects to the name. Oh, you know. People get mad at his work. Like, the last movie that he made, for instance, caused so much controversy that it was pulled from theaters. I don't know if you remember this at all. Had Jennifer Lawrence in it. Mother? Yeah. Oh. I'm not People 
hate Aronofsky's work, Requiem for a Dream. Um, people really like that. I think the most frustrating thing about Darren Aronofsky is his kind of just very tangy, like weird approach to filmmaking. And I just really like that it like is it kind of infused in a documentary style here, you know? For like a documentary about like old people in a retirement home? Look, I'm not the subject material of the documentary may not be the best, but the concept of taking that impressionistic like approach to like a documentary from Darren Aronofsky, that's just super interesting to me. I don't know. Okay, it's yeah. it's not the fact that it's a documentary about like old people in a retirement home. Like that part I get and I'm fine with and the fact that they put in Disneyland for retirees kind of makes me like interested to like take a peek and see like what's going on. It's the fact that Darren Aronofsky is attacked. I get the feeling that it's just going to be like weird, weird, like, just yeah. kind of like like weird. Yeah, it will be. <laughs> but <laughs> like, that's also going to be its biggest strength too. Is just, just to for the point least... where it's like worrying me. Like, <laughs> hopefully, it doesn't take it too far. Like, holy shit. Maybe I should see if it's rated R real quick. Hold on. Um, (laughs) It won't be. Or is it? Some kind of heaven. What, what, what do we got here? It is. Dun, 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 dun. Why is it not giving me the MPA rating? Where is the AMPA rating? Or MPAA rating? Oh, it's not giving me one either. Yeah. um... Why? Why? DB, where? Um. MPA rating for some kind of heaven. I think we may have stumbled on a big investigation that needs to take place here. Uh. This is literally out tomorrow. Where? Where is the MPA rating? What? Oh my god, I'm gonna have to go to the MPA website. It doesn't. Oh my god! We've just stumbled see. upon the biggest mystery here. I don't think you all have understand. I can hear uh, you typing in anticipation, like. Oh yeah, I type fast. Yeah, I'm on holy it. God. I'm figuring it out. I'm finding it. I'm not finding it. I don't know. I don't know why it doesn't have an MPA rating. Well, that's even more interesting. So I definitely will be at least turning it on for 10 minutes. (laughs) I will give it 10 minutes of my time. See, that's not very reassuring. The fact that I can't find a rating, so I don't know how far they're going to go on it being freaking weird. Like, someone tells me that Darren Aronofsky was like, don't don't put the rating on. It's going to, like, Don't put the rating on. You're the sprite. Like just let's just keep it from people until it like comes up, and then we'll just be like, "All right, here's the rating." Like, uh, wow, yikes! Darren Aronofsky, you are giving me anxiety right now for these old people. Like, yeah, what happened? And the fact that it's not on a streaming service, <clears throat> uh, like no one wanted it. Like, <laughs> oh no. <laughs> And it literally says the 30 square mile complex outside of Orlando is home to hundreds of unusual residents. Like, what are we, what do you mean by unusual? (laughs) Like, how far are we stretching the unusual? It's a pretty subjective turn, Mr. Aronofsky. Mm, Okay. Uh, Cool. Well, that's your week rundown of what you can watch and what you should watch. Um, those two aren't synonymous with each other, but, you know, they can be. Uh, so, yeah, what what a strange but also super exciting, like, week that we've had for news. Like, we've had some discouraging news at the at the top, but the movies look fairly promising that are coming out this year. Like, did you watch the uh, Netflix, like, sizzle reel for, like, all the movies that they had coming out? Yeah. Yeah. I yeah, don't know. There, there are some pretty cool projects in there that I'm excited to see. Mm-hmm. Me too. I... 
it's nice to be getting some stuff out now and I think it's a really good idea knowing that like the situation that movie theaters are still in and everything I think it was a really smart move on their end to start doing something like this just you know releasing it as we would hope for with movie theaters that we're just not really getting anymore and I yeah no I I it makes me really look forward to a lot more than what I originally did with like all of our releases that we've been talking about yeah it just seems like a much more promising like future and i don't know if it's just because times are changing or if we can finally see the light at the end of the tunnel we really can't by the way guys like that's the light is still so far out of reach it's not even funny with the pandemic but um you know we're we're getting closer to fixing some of it um and that's really exciting because then maybe life can go back to normal, even though normal isn't always the best thing. I think we could all use a little dose of normalcy in our life. So um, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Into the Borough podcast. You can find us on all of our social media platforms at the Borough Reviews or on Twitter at Borough Reviews without the the. Um, I'm still so frustrated with that, but I can't really do anything about it. So that's just what it is. Um, but you can go find us on there and then also make sure to share this podcast with anyone, you know, that likes movies, that likes TV shows, that likes talking about entertainment in general, um, or someone who's really involved with the news and wants to stay in the know about everything. Um, we kind of provide all of those different things here on the Into the Bureau podcast. So thank you so much for listening. And we will see you in the next episode, everyone. Have a good weekend. See ya.